We might be freaks, but we know our mother fucking beats. Hey everybody, uh, this is um, IS23 from the UK. This is the, uh, today's episode is number 36 and it's very special. It's special for two reasons. First, Firstly, I get to do my first interview on the podcast. Hooray! But secondly, most importantly, it's because I have the honor to have as my uh, co-host or rather interview my favorite podcaster. Yes, I do listen to podcasts myself and my favorite music podcast right now is This Is Acid by Craig aka G Money. Hey Craig, how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? Excellent. Uh, nice, thank you for uh, for coming to do this interview. You know you're my favorite podcast podcaster, I've told you <laughs> many times. I appreciate um, that. <laughs> great. Well, This Is Acid is on the episode 15 at the moment, isn't it? Its episode is being released monthly. And uh, for the listeners of my podcast, why should you listen to Craig's podcast well um, first of all it's one of my favorites so that's a good enough reason but otherwise you get a flawless mix it's not just a, an idiotic kind of mechanical mix um, he mixes like an old-school pro to me and he puts you in a hypnotic trance with his alien acid disco vibes so if you're going to subscribe to one electronic dance music podcast avoid the middle of the run and choose wisely and choose uh, this is acid so ladies and gentlemen I present to you Craig Welcome, Craig. How are you doing? Hi. How are you doing? Um, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Of course, I'm uh, pretty flattered that uh, that you reached out to me and asked me to do this for sure. Well, man, you 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 know your podcast is pretty awesome. I've been listening. Um, I think I discovered it around um, episode eight or something, and I just couldn't believe my eyes. Somebody was mixing like acid house or acid, you know, in a kind of a very old school vibe and. It was just amazing. But anyway, it's been uh, Thanksgiving yesterday. Was it Thanksgiving for you guys? Yes, yes, it was. Uh, I hope it was good. And uh, is it cold out there at the moment? No, where we live, it's uh, it's probably almost 70 degrees. And that's oh. that's about as cold as it's been. It stays pretty warm around here normally. Oh, my God. It's good getting almost outside to zero degrees. I'm in the south of England. Um, anyway, let's just uh, kick off and uh, let me ask you a few questions. So... You call, you know, this is an underground podcast about underground music, but in your opinion, is there a place for underground music today? Well, I, I always think that there's room for underground music because to me, you know, uh, I thought about this question actually quite a bit. And what, what the underground means to me is that it's just not, you know, just like what anybody thinks, it's not the mainstream, but honestly, it's where everything starts. It's where everything begins and then it becomes popular from there, but it always begins in the underground. So that's that's the place that it starts and it's a place that, you know, I like to be. That's true. Um, Well, I mean, you know, the kind of music you're playing in this podcast in particular, this is Acid. It's Acid House or Acid. Uh, Why would you have Acid in 2017, 30 years after its inception? Well, it's just it's what I it's what I it's what I really like and what I really enjoy. And uh, just a few years ago, I really started uh, noticing it more and more that I really you know dug it a lot, and I just kind of wanted to do more with it. And it's 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 kind of just led me down this road to do it. And honestly, uh, I was talking with some people the other night. There's a lot more uh, to 
the scene as far as acid goes than than I really thought. I thought maybe it'd be a lot smaller niche, but there's been a lot that I've seen. Um, you know, the more I've done this, and, and 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 honestly, I've seen a lot out of the UK. Um, I think I shared with you um, a group over there called I Love Acid Balkan Records uh, Recordings. Uh, yeah. They're doing regular shows and stuff like that over there that I see all the time through Facebook. Yeah. Um, so as as G Money, do you actually play this sort of music or something else? Uh, I've never really tried to take aliases that play certain types of music. Uh, I just I, I see myself as somebody that likes to play music. I don't need a different moniker to play something different. Like tomorrow night, I I play a gig and it's going to be all house. I'll probably play some acid in there, but. You know, I'll probably go more more of a house vibe with that. Mm -hmm. And and do you feel how do people react in you know in true acid house when when you drop it in your mix? Do they kind of recognize it? Do they react or do, are they indifferent? Well, to be honest with you, I just moved back to uh, to I guess basically my hometown, and since I've started really getting into the acid town and everything like that, I haven't. I haven't played out in that in that fashion, so this will be really the first time getting out since I've really started the podcast, uh, uh, mm -hmm. doing that type doing that type of sound. Really, used to be a lot of progressive, dirty bird type stuff that I used to play. So this is going to be a little bit different as far as that goes. It'd be a little bit different, you know, bringing in the sound as far as acid, the acid sound goes and everything. Amazing, man. Um, what I really liked also what, what caught my eye when I was, you know, checking out the, the podcast was the artwork. So just to describe it to whoever doesn't know about it, and you can find the artwork on iTunes. Uh, so you have, a, well, some lips, and they're onto an underground kind of train station in the middle of it. And every time, obviously, you change the color. So what was the idea behind it? It's really cool. So if I, i'll give a, a a quick story so when i first started doing this i you know I, the way i see the world today is people see, see stuff through images and that's where you're going to catch uh people's eye initially it's not with the you know catchy phrasing or anything like it's going to be the the images that you present so i i started trying to hunt down you know just some inform you know like some artists or something like that because there wasn't nothing local here i found this website called fiverr uh i saw this one guy's uh uh, artwork and I contacted him and um, we uh, ended up actually doing something outside of Fiverr and uh, he's actually from the UK also his name is Will Nottis and okay. uh, he did the design for me and he actually did another design for me for a Friday Night Fever uh, podcast oh, not podcast but mix series that I was doing for in 2014 for about a year straight and uh i've lost touch with him but he did a lot of the initial artwork that i have for a lot of the stuff that i've done as far as like the website uh, uh some of the mix series i've done and everything uh but yeah he's the one that did it so now i just kind of i have a guy that i work with his name's art yves and our art eves and he uh does a lot of the uh shading and the coloring and everything for me now i've given him the original you know we may come up with something a little bit different you know yeah. uh instead of just working with this uh an older artist's uh, uh work but with that we just kind of play with the uh the color and and stuff like that to try to uh change it up and keep it a little bit fresh as far as that goes yeah this is it's like your logo isn't it so any anybody you know can see it and then they can recognize and relate to it it's very unusual actually and that's why it caught my eye because as you know the symbol for acid house is the smiley logo 
Um, yeah. But 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 to you it was something completely different. So I just had to ask you. You know, I found it very u- unusual that you didn't use, you know, that particular smiley logo that everybody keeps using because it's associated with the scene. Well, I tell you what. If you look at it, if you kind of look at it, and you look at how the 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 trains converge, and you look at the lips and the backside, they almost make. The, the trains at the end make an eye and the middle makes a nose if you really kind of look at it okay okay i haven't i haven't had the chance so now that you mention i'm gonna look at it um so as i said uh, you recently released the 15th episode it comes out every month which episode is your favorite to date and why uh well yeah i, I, I maybe 10 or 13 uh, 10, I think, is the one where I did a little bit more of a breaky type sound to it. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun to do. And then I did also, I think it was, I think it was 11 or 12, I did it where I pitched down, I pitched everything down. That was fun also. But then there's a lot of feedback with 13 also. But I, you know, I've enjoyed them all. Uh, I just, you know, it, it, to me, each one's a different, a little different adventure, trying to do something different. Yes, and uh, that, that's true. So, I remember number 10. To me, um, number 13 is my favorite because it has a very old school vibe as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you have some of them which are more kind of techno orientated. You have uh, some of them, as you said, one was slowed down, one with brakes. Um, I don't know whether you, you tend to think that acid only relates to the original Chicago acid house sound or, or has it evolved over time what's your opinion about that well that's always going to be the home place of it and uh, uh i think it's 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 it, it's a lot more places than people believe uh, dj pierre he actually from what i understand he owns a club in atlanta and he does a lot of stuff there and they just um he just did that wild pitch also um it's it, it, to me. It's really surprising that it's 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 reached really kind of as far as it is that that I've noticed anyways since you know like I said starting everything. So I don't yeah. know that it's not to me. It's not really that centralized. I think I think a lot of people like your run of the mill like listeners and stuff like that don't really know that they're listening to acid. But if you like say hey listen to this song and everything like that and then you're like that's acid, you know they'll be like oh okay. <laughs> so. Oh. Do, do you think that acid is only the use of 303 or is there a particular vibe to it? Well, you've got purists that'll be like, it only comes through a 303, which, you know, isn't true. I don't think so. I think if you can get that sound, it may not be the authentic 303 sound. If it sounds like acid to me, then it's acid. I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be a stickler to a particular instance, yeah. instrument. Yeah. Um, so I want to know, as I said, what actually what I also like about your podcast is the way you mix and I'm kind of getting lost into it I don't it's not just the transition that are very smooth and flawless I mean you can do this to, today with any software but it, it's the way you bring in its tune versus the other and you kind of you know put you in a journey or at least I, I go on to a journey with your podcast and I think that's that's a trademark of, of, a, of a true DJ uh, who's trying to induce a feeling through through the mix? So, what's your philosophy with mixing and producing every episode? Well, it's kind of like what you said there. Uh, you know, I hope that whenever I'm playing, that you know, you don't feel like uh, one of the things. I'll just say this: like one of the things 
I, you know, I don't like as a listener when it comes to DJing and, and mixes is, is I don't I don't like, you know, just an intro outro where you go into a 32 bar kick and snare and, and, uh, and then you're mixing and out and then uh, you, you just you don't you don't cont- uh, uh, create that continuous flow. I try. I can't say that I'm always perfect on it or anything, but I try to always try to make a, seam- uh, a seamless mix as far as moving from one track to the other. Um, and as I, I told you before, like my biggest influence when it comes to DJing is John Digley. And yeah. the way that he plays and the way that he puts music together, it's just, to me, it's, 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 it's perfection in a sense. And, and so I'm always trying to find myself to be that way. Um, I have a friend of mine, he kind of, you know, he, he'll say, you only play 12 or 13 tracks an hour. I'm like, I'm like hey, come over and watch me play for uh, those 12 or 13 tracks. And he, he actually did recently. And it, it's not the same thing. You know, I'm doing a lot of other stuff other than just playing a track into a track. And it's just, you know, trying to be able to use effects, use loops and stuff like that to create, you know, these, these, um, these uh, transitions together. Uh, yeah. So this, that you don't really feel that a drop off. Yeah. Uh, this is what I understand. So, you know, you're just taking from one song and then you can hear the loop on the other. It just keeps on going, comes back in and out. Um, I remember many old kind of trans DJs doing this. And obviously, the you know, the Chicago guys are doing these sort of things, you know, the good guys. Uh, but it basically, you're just an amazing DJ, mate. That's what you need to know. <laughs> well, like I said, uh, I appreciate seriously. that, you know, so... <laughs> um, so what, what are you trying to offer to your listeners with your podcast? Well, I kind of have one philosophy when it comes to music. And um, like one of, one of the, another person that I've kind of always idolized when it comes to DJing. And I, I hate using the word idol because idol that like, you kind of put somebody above you. I don't think, you know, that's the case ever. Uh, but somebody I would like want to emulate or be like would be Josh Wink. Uh-huh. And, Why is that? And, well, it, 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 he... He's a super nice dude, and uh, you know he's done it all, made great music, um, and he's uh, you know a great DJ. And that that's that that's where it kind of started for me. Like I went to a party called the DJs the Devil in 1999, uh-huh. and he and he was playing. And we won't get into specifics of you know why I was the way I was, but I'll just say that that's probably the most memorable night of my life musically, and the way I approach music and why i do what i do is that if somebody could ever feel the way i did that night uh with me playing music then you know then i feel like i've done something good so that's kind of what always kind of drives me a little bit is because i know that's possible so do you play with for yourself or do you play for your for your audience what's what's your approach well, it depends. Are you talking like, you know, am I trying to play tracks that I know they'll like or am I trying to play stuff that I want them to hear or... or uh, yeah, yeah, this is exactly for the podcast. So well, what, you, are you going to play something that you know is going to be popular and so people can stick with it? Or are you just going to play, you think, well, this is serious music, people should listen to it, I'm going to play no matter what? Yeah, no, I'm not going to play something popular uh, because it's popular. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I like you, man. I, I, you know, there's sometimes like if I'm like I like like I don't plan mixes, I don't do anything like that. I kind of have like okay, well, what do I want to play with? 
I'll throw something in there if that's what I'm feeling at that point. And it may be popular if it's if it is, if it isn't, it doesn't really matter. It's just all about how I feel when I'm going going through that hmm. that mix. Uh, and and how, how long does it take you to kind of put it together? I do it in one take. You mean the tracks are just sitting next to you and you just, you know, pick, pick them up and uh, you probably use digital, aren't you? Yeah, so uh, what I do is I actually have a running list of tracks that I've bought, stuff that I get, and I've had a few people actually start, start to send me a little bit of music also, which is really cool. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of look at, you know, I try not to repeat tracks from week to week. I want to play something new because to me it's all about introducing new music and getting exposure to artists uh, because, uh, you know, I... I, I will like consider myself one also because hopefully my production stuff will get out there one of these days. But uh, if I like the music, I hope somebody else will like it too. So I just try to go through there and I keep the running list. And each week I kind of go through, okay, well, I want to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to pull from this list. But he, and I don't always end up from that list. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I hear something in here. I want to go find this other song or like something of a different vibe and go in a different direction. So. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I have a basically running list and in about a week or so beforehand, I kind of like, you know, kind of start breaking, you know, ideas out about what I want to do and listen to a few new tracks in there, try to bring something new. If I bought a new track, a few tracks here, I'll, you know, just, just something, just, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's. You know, it, it's not real. It's not real involved. It's I just try to keep a running list of, of things that I want to do in a way. I guess you could say. You don't just play new music, though, are you? I mean, you. I've listened. You're playing some old tracks that I know myself. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's always good to try to get older stuff. I've actually been kind of a little bit on a mission uh, to try to maybe find some older stuff. Um, I can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think it's, uh, I think it, it, you know, it's fun, and um, but it's it also to me it's also got to fit. I'm just not gonna throw it in there. Yeah. So. Um, so uh, you said that people are sending you some music lately. Um, where do you find the music you play on the Acid on the This Is Acid podcast? Where do you buy it, or you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I still buy, you know, from Beatport, but one site that I, 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 I get a lot of stuff from is bleep.com. Um, how, how do you pronounce that? Bleep, B-L-E-E-P. Okay. Bleep.com. And I'm starting to get a lot more stuff from Bandcamp, and then also following yes. I Love Acid, I've been getting a lot of labels from those guys for the Balkan Records uh -huh. when they do their monthly and just keeping up uh uh if 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 i can get it in Bandcamp, camp if the artist gets more money that way i'll do that if i can go straight to a website and get it there i'll do that um cpu records is another one that i've gone and frequented um but mm -hmm. I, i don't have like only one specific place i get it i try to find as many places that i can get it from as possible and then like i said i've had a couple people I had a guy contact me on Instagram the other day. He's like, can I send you a couple of things? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <I'll> definitely. <laughs> and I had a buddy. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I have a buddy of mine in New Orleans. His name's uh, David, and uh, he he goes by XIVIX. And uh, he sent me a couple in this last mix. Uh, I played one of his tracks. Okay. Um, 
So, just to continue on that, what are your favorite artists or producers releasing Acid House or Acid in 2017? Give us a, some tips. Well, to me, it's to me, I think it's more of a label sound than a, a particular uh-huh. uh, artist sound. But if I was to say an artist like Recondite, I like a lot. Uh, I've been really liking a lot of stuff that's been coming from like. Uh, the Balkan records and I Love Acid. Uh, another one is yeah. uh, Acid Works, uh, which is out of Japan, mm-hmm. which I found on um, Bandcamp. Uh, I recently uncovered, um, let me see, let me pull it, Hard Floor on Bandcamp. So I want to start digging into, oh, yeah. I want to start digging into some of their back catalog also. Oh man, <laughs> my fa- one of my favorite ever, you know, artists. Yeah. You have to have the the first ever, you know, the experience one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where they use th- three, Roland three or threes, and they just build up. It's just that they kind of resurrected acid in '92 uh, in in the proper in a proper way because because sometimes it just went very speedy, very kind of losing that sort of psychedelic vibe because it was just too fast, at least for me back in '92. In Germany, but these guys brought it back, and I'm, you know, I'm glad to say I've seen them live. I have the 12 inch from back in the days. Uh, yeah, you you need to dig the first couple of albums are amazing. Well, I know who Hard Floor is. I just I never really had a whole lot from him. A friend of mine, uh, Damon, who lives in Austin, he lived in Japan in the early 90s, and he used to go to his place, uh-huh. uh, Space Lab Yellow, and uh, he, he's he's yes. always speaking of hard floor and heart house and he's got all the originals and everything so i've 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 been yeah. i've been privy to him for a while i just never really owned a whole lot but the, for me to go find them on Bandcamp and their whole basically catalog is on there um i think i'll start trying yeah. to pull from there they they they, they uh, i think they recently released an album which perhaps i should or we could review together um anyway now to move a little bit away from uh, this is us podcast you run the soundandground.net website, yes. right? Uh, when did you start it and why? Well, I started it, it it's been always been kind of a, uh, a, little, a little thing that I've always been wanting to do, and I, but I really started trying to push it the, uh, the past year. Um, just because my whole, my whole goal is to actually start a label and start uh, releasing music and also do small events and stuff like that. Just just because I want to satisfy my my hunger for music and the things that I want to do and just you know put something out in the world and see what happens. That's kind of what it comes yeah. down to. Yes. Um, so is it more of a label rather than a kind of place where you release your podcast? Or no, not yet. Right now it's just a place where we're doing the podcast. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, music and to what, come. What's, uh, yeah. What's your other podcast called? Uh, the Sound Underground, namesake. The Sound Underground. Yeah. Okay. So, which one of your two podcasts are more popular? Uh, this is Acid has been the one that's done the best, but uh, The Sound Underground has been picking up steam a lot more lately. Uh-huh. So, This is Acid is mixed by you, right? Whereas uh, uh, The Sound Underground is, you, you told me that you have guest mixes, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I have guest mix- mixes, and uh, I've done one myself, too. Mm-hmm. Did you expect that this is acid being more popular than the sound of the ground? Uh, I, well, it's hard to really say because I started doing the acid stuff before I did that, uh, for a few months, so I had a head start. So, uh, I 
I, you know, for me to just be having listeners and people reaching out and saying stuff is, you know, makes me happy. So I, it doesn't really matter to me if they listen one or the other or which one's more popular. It, yeah. it, it just, if people are listening, I'm happy. Excellent. Um, so do you, do you want to tell the listener, my listeners, a little bit about yourself, who you are, how did you come to the scene? Uh, you've probably been into the scene for quite a while, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if, if you want me to start how I, like, the first party I went to and where I, you know, where I've been or, or anything like that. Yeah, tell me, because it's, it's cool to know, you know, what everybody was doing in their own little, you know, in their own little part of the world. How did they get into electronic dance music? Well, so I guess, you know, when I was a kid, I just, I was always kind of a, a little bit shy. Still pretty much am, but I used to love to dance, but I would never dance out really in public or anything. I used to I used mm-hmm. to dance in front of the TV to like uh, rhythm as a dancer on MTV and stuff like that. If you remember that. Oh well, yeah, that was that was ninety one, wasn't it? Snap. Ninety one, ninety two. Yeah. So so you know doing all that and then then when I went into the military, I joined the Marine Corps in uh, nineteen ninety five. And then cool. I was in boot camp and then I went to um, I went to. I went to my first uh, school, it was just in Memphis, and then I met these kids that were from like Nashville or whatever that were also Marines. They're like, we're going to go to this party, and uh, uh, you want to come along? I'm like, sure. So I was, what, 18 or 19? I think I just turned 19, and um, like it was the most unbelievable thing. I, I danced the whole night you know i didn't know about uh-huh. i didn't know about all the other stuff that stuff that went on in that time it didn't make a difference to me because i got there and just the music and it just hit me and i like i, I danced from you know time i got there to time i left and i just so did you found you found the environment kind of freeing and liberating like being yourself yeah and it was just great and 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 the the, the biggest uh thing that's always funny to me is it was called outer base two in memphis tennessee so at that party like later later on i found out was the headlining dj was uh was paul johnson uh so if you've ever really kept up with house music then you you know who paul johnson is so that to me that's pretty amazing you know to know that that was my first experience Mm -hmm. so uh but going from there um so my journey from that point actually uh i you know, I started learning, you know, about going to parties and stuff like that. It was fun. I found this club in Memphis, started going there, and then uh, ended up moving back down to Pensacola, Florida. Uh, found a few places to go down there, but then things really kind of took off as far as me, you know, in the music scene and everything was in 1998 when I moved out to San Diego. Well, actually moved out to Orange County and then down to San Diego, which is where I actually started learning how to DJ. At the end of 1998, uh, I got involved with uh-huh. this little hip hop crew because I used to go around and dance at hip hop clubs and everything like that. And I actually went in and um, went in for an audition for a Madonna's Ray of Light video uh, for dancing. And uh, also, if you remember years ago, also they had the Gap commercial and they would have the dancers and stuff like that. I auditioned for that also. So. You know, I, I was going to the Rays and, and learning about the music and everything, but I was still really into hip-hop a whole lot and doing the dancing, and then I started learning the DJ from there. And then from that time in 1999, 1999 when I got out of the Marines, I moved back home, and I got my first set of turntables. And uh, that's really when I started learning how to DJ and really started learning 
uh, about the music and the different styles of music and how things work and everything like that. And, um, and during that time, I was going to the parties in New Orleans uh, at State Palace Theater. Uh, the guy that's pretty much like a legend who used to put the parties on there around these parts, his name was uh, Donnie Est Estopinal or Disco Donnie, as everybody knows him. And uh, he used to put on just these massive parties at the State Palace Theater, which was an old 1920s opera house. So you can imagine, you look up and you see these ceilings and everything like that, and chandeliers and multi-tiered, and and uh, you would see people like Rabbit in the Moon on stage and stuff like that. And it was just, it's just unreal scene. <laughs> and uh, it reminds it reminds of some of the London uh, raves, where, as you say, they would just uh, rent old theaters you know which were not used anymore and then just throw these parties but what, what's interesting to me is that you know everybody knew that chicago detroit new york and maybe san francisco and perhaps florida had this scene but now i've never heard of a new orleans scene <laughs> but the thing is is actually new orleans the new orleans scene was probably one of the biggest in the country at the time too and it's it's People would drive from six to eight hours around just to come to Donnie's parties every month at the State Palace. For you have you have these series called Freak Fest, you know, that everybody loved to come to. Zulu every year, which is Mardi Gras. Just the, there were these yearly parties. So we so they had every month. It wasn't one offs. every month, but every month had a theme, and he repeated them yearly. And I mean, like I'm talking about, you 6,500 people, and that place is stuffed. And it was it was. It was uh -huh. it's, it was amazing time, um, and a lot of those times kind of ended in 2002 when they had the, the the crack house stuff they they put out the rave act and everything, kind of dissipated the scene. Um, everything kind of went into the clubs a little bit more underground stuff like that. So you know through that time up to about 2005 is when Katrina hit here and I kind of lost my equipment and I lost some records and kind of got lost for a little while for music and uh, got away from it. Uh, and then, you know, just a few years later after, you know, kind of got through all that, uh, I started getting back into playing and doing stuff. Uh, I got into, uh, got into start doing a little bit, uh, throwing my own little parties locally, uh, bringing in a few people here and there, having fun with it. And, uh, that's really, that's really kind of my journey, you know, uh, you, you have the bug, you have the bug, man. You can't escape no matter what Katrina, <laughs> uh, you know, hits New Orleans, but now you yeah. have the bug. Um, wh what are your hopes and aims with your podcast? You more or less have touched on this earlier, but like long term, perhaps. You, you mentioned about producing music. I mean, would you use this as a as a kind of way of introducing your music? Yeah, that, I think that'll be part of it. You know, um, the, the production stuff. We, me and a buddy of mine, Danny. Um, he's actually a mentor of mine who really helped me get into DJing and stuff like that. We, we get together every week and we're trying to come up with ideas for, for music to, to put together and play. And, and we're really kind of working towards, you know, the acid sound. So anything that I'll do is probably going to be introduced w w within my podcast if I don't send it out. But but as far okay. as long term, like hopefully I'll, you know, you know everything everything doesn't last forever but right now to me you know something i'm going to be doing as long as I, you know as long as i can um as long as it's viable as long as there's people you ha you're yeah. having fun aren't you and that's all that really matters yeah so if you're having fun exactly um yeah um so kind of let's wrap it up together um let's wrap it up at this stage we don't want to, people to get too tired about us um 
can you give me a shout out to your listeners and my podcast listeners as well yeah so i i would just like to anybody that's been listening man, i really i really appreciate it and uh i hopefully uh you can turn other people into it and uh we can grow this together and uh, make it a fun thing and hopefully uh get some other guests and everything opportunities for other people to hear you know uh, other than just me on the acid house uh, acid the acid mix but the sound underground mix also because i'm always looking for people to play and then uh as far as your listeners go i hope hopefully they're listening by now too <laughs> and i think that i think you have yeah. a good a good thing going also for yourself you know yeah it's 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 always an effort uh to try to make these things happen because it's something we we enjoy and hopefully the people that are listening you know they they enjoy what we're doing thanks i mean you know this is authentic you know i'm doing it because i love the music i've been listening for 30 years now so i'm not doing it for money or make a name for myself it's just to give out something back to people uh, and uh, finally i mentioned you know your podcast your website do you want to just summarize it for the listeners where can people find you and listen to you so yeah you can uh you can listen on the website uh the sound underground.net and from there you can go uh to either podcast and you can subscribe uh in itunes in google play uh or you can download it there uh, i give the playlist also you can listen to all the archives on each page or you could yeah or you cool, can yes. yeah you can listen to it like i said in, in, you can subscribe in uh, itunes and listen to the, any of the older and same thing with google play uh i'm on um on SoundCloud, also, that's I, I, I push there a lot less than normal because, to me, it's becoming less and less viable. Uh, but if that's the place that you listen to, it, it's also the Sound Underground. Uh, you should be able to find it there. Um, yeah, on Instagram, and there's there's a Facebook page. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, so the Facebook it? page is uh, you know, you should be able to search the uh, the Sound Underground, uh, both on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, the spelling's a little bit different, but the tag usually pops up as the sound underground, so you should be able to find it there. Um, but yeah, that's 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 where we're at right now. Great stuff, man. Thanks for coming uh, for this interview. I, I was really excited to have you, and I'm listening to your podcast, you know, all the time. They keep me going. Amazing music. Please keep on doing it. Um, so, uh, shout out from from you then, and yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, I hope I, I hope everybody enjoys what you know what you're doing, what I'm doing. Uh, it's, it's it's just you know I'm gonna keep on keep it on, and hopefully you'll enjoy yeah. it. Nah, and, and thank you for listening <laughs> for sure. No problems, man. Uh, so sign up for me as well. iOS 23 episode 36. Bye.